Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. I'm very excited about today's podcast edition. I have Jim Cockerell with me as we look at the subject to personal branding and publishing. He's been in the business of branding and business building for about 15 years now. And I'm glad to have him online today to discuss the subject of branding, business building and positioning. Jim, welcome to the podcast show. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Jim. You to tell us a little bit how you got into the internet business, then into personal branding, how you got started into the business. Well, about 19 years ago, before the internet, really, <laughs> uh, I was basically out of college and I was sitting in a basement of a phone company designing a telephone book, Yellow Page Ads. And, uh, you know, it was one of my first jobs out of college and uh, it was, I was a graphic designer. Uh, not very good at it, I must say, but uh, designing phone book ads. And I got uh, a call from a friend of mine who said, you know, my cousin is starting this Internet company. And they said, well, do you want to come and, and be part of it? So I went on the job interview, and I ended up taking the job as a leap of faith. And I learned how to code websites and design websites. You know, way back in the day, I built some of uh, America's the biggest business websites, their first ones like Ernst & Young and Progressive Auto Insurance and Sherwin-Williams. Um, so then I uh, gained my skill at that. And, and something happened around, you know, 99, 2000. Mm. Actually, it was, two, it was 2001, actually. Um, blogging became something that people started to do. So I started a blog in uh, 2001 and quickly realized that blogging – you know, if I could build websites and I could blog, I could start building a personal brand and people could start knowing me. So I started shifting my blog away from writing about, you know, personal experience and writing about industry things, about um, what I knew a lot about, internet marketing things and, and built websites. And I started to slowly build my brand and I moved into other niches and other areas and, and it took my expertise and just shared it with the world. I, I just gave away my knowledge, and that helped me build my personal brand. Then, when social media came out, you know, it changed everything because the ability to reach people of just beyond having a blog now became times a hundred. So, you know, all that the, the the eight years or however much time it took for me to build my brand just blogging, all of a sudden with social media, I was able to do all eight years of that in a year, <laughs> and in some cases. You know, you can build your brand in a month or in six months if you are using social media correctly. So that that's my path, and I continue to just continue to put out helpful, uh, valuable information for people and uh, along the guidelines of what I do, and, and it, it helps build you as an influencer and build your brand. Great. So you experimented with something after college about 19 years ago, then even with that scale you're able to build some existing brands over the years then you I, I, I realized from your story that one of the things that you did or you've been doing is always the ability to adapt to new technology and new change to expand or enhance your brand well yes 
you have to. Um, you know, the age that we live in is all about putting your hands in the dirt and trying to make it happen on your own. And, um, the techno, you know, I was doing all of this stuff before there was WordPress, you know, <laughs> before there was Blogger Duck. I was writing HTML, which is the code behind websites before tables were invented, you know, back in the old day when websites were just straight up and mm-hmm. down, they didn't have columns and things. So, you know, I've spent, you know, thousands and thousands of hours figuring things out. And that has benefited me because um, it taught me that you have to uh, put the effort in to be something that other people can't. It taught me how to be an entrepreneur and how to, to be an influencer because people follow people who take the extra mile. I mean, there's plenty of people in the world who say they want to do things. Mm-hmm. But is there somebody who sits down and stays up all night for a week and figures out how to do it? That person reaps the rewards. And that's what it takes to be an influencer. That's what it takes to be an entrepreneur, especially in the Internet space. You've got to be that man or that woman that has says, you know what? Nobody's done this before. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put the effort in. You know, I always liken it to uh, the story of Sisyphus. Right? Mm-hmm. So Sisyphus the guy who was uh, doomed by the gods to push a boulder up and down a hill over and over and over again. But when you look at that analogy as an entrepreneur, the reason entrepreneurs are successful and the reason people people build their personal brand, it's the people who get behind that boulder and push it up over that hill. And most people won't do that. (laughs) Most people say it's too hard. It's too expensive. I don't have the time, right? And that, but that's what it takes. It takes you getting behind that giant boulder and pushing it up over the hill. And once you do that, you can have success. Great, great, great uh, lesson and tip them. Now, Jim, let's look at somebody wanting to build a personal brand in, in this particular age, um, blogging, social media, podcasting, uh, all the technology available. Where would you advise a person to start from without no knowledge of anything to do with technology? I want to build a personal brand online. Where do we start from? Well, first thing you have to decide is are you building your personal brand of you as a person or are you building it around your business name? Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's just a strategy thing. You know, are you going to be a speaker? Are you going to be a consultant? You know, I still, even if you build it around a business name, I still think it's important to build the brand of mm-hmm. you online. And here's why. Having your own domain name and having your information put online by you means you are in control. I always liken it to the uh, United States. In the early days of the United States, there was a land giveaway. So back in those days, we had so much land here <laughs> that they call you out and say, all right, we're giving away land to people. You just have to run out and claim it. And you have to do the same thing on the Internet with your personal brand. You have to claim your land. So let me give you an example. The first thing that any recruiter or HR person or person you're going to date or anybody does is they go online to the search engine and they search for your name. Now, a couple of things are going to happen in that situation, right? Let's say the recruiter, for example. The recruiter is either going to find information that you put out there or is going to find information that other people have put out there about you or they're going to find someone else with your name who's showing up when they search for you. And that's bad. Because mm-hmm. what if that person 
some kind of a jerk, right? So you need to claim your personal brand. And the first step to that is having your own domain name with your own name, okay? And having a website. Because if you go search for Jim Kukrell, you're going to find my website shows up, those social media platforms. But I want my name to show up first. I want, you have to think of it like a competition. Mm. Okay, this is business. If, if you have, uh, other Bernard Kelvin Clives in the world, you have to think of it like a, a competition. My job as Bernard is to make sure that every time somebody searches for that name, I show up first and they show me and it shows my information. Now this can be difficult if you share a name with like a celebrity yeah. or, you know, a, something like that. But there are ways around that and there's things you could do. Like, for example, um, David Scott is a, a wonderful author, uh, somebody who I followed. He writes amazing books, The New Rules of uh, PR mm-hmm. and Advertising. You know, that's a great book. But the problem with David, a congressman in the United States, and he also shares the name with an astronaut <laughs> to the moon, right? So when you search for David Scott on Google, you find listings from all over the place because he shares the name with a famous person. So what David did is he took his middle name and put it into his his author name, and he calls himself David Meerman Scott. And that's every time he writes a book, mm-hmm. every time he puts a, every time he brands himself as David Meerman Scott. So he's training people to look for him under that phrase, right? So there's ways around it. You can do things like that, but you have to have a website. You have to build brand your name so that people can find you and you have to be able to just be out there and be found first well it's very interesting the the first part that claiming your your name or claiming your language with the scenario you mentioned just yesterday a colleague of mine wanted to start positioning himself online as a, a coach then the name he googled somebody is already using that particular name and before that i think about a year or two ago I asked him to go purchase a domain and get your name. So he's not interested in this internet stuff now. He wants to remain cool, calm for now until he's ready. Now he's ready. His domain has been claimed and almost all the things he wanted to use, he's been using offline. He's been claimed by somebody already online. Yes, and that's that's what I mean. Go do it now. Again, there are ways around it. For for example, there's a website um, called Noem, K-N-O-W-E-M. And what you can do at that website is put in your name that you want and see if all the social networks, if that name is already claimed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you're deciding what name you're going to brand, you know, you're going to want to have it be the same across everything. I'm facebook.com slash Jim Kukro, twitter.com slash Jim Kukro. Okay. Right. And all of my social media accounts, same thing. So somebody knows that if they go to one of those, they're going to, Find me now. Fortunately for me, I was I'm an early adopter, so I'm able to get in and get those names. However, if I was Jim Cook in now, I would take my middle name and put it into the equation and start branding myself Jim F. Kukrell or Jim, you know, or, or come up with some other name and I would brand it across. Branding part of branding is about memorability and people remembering who you are and being easy to find, mm-hmm. and you need to. You need to drill that into a person's head, whether it's a business or your personal name, over and over and over again, so that when they do come to the point when they go to look for you, they know they found the right person. Well, I think I think that's that's a point well driven home, so that you always find something you can 
add to your existing name to uh, re to brand yourself online. And you, you mentioned the time is now. Even anybody's listening now, now is the time to really uh, plunge into it and get your, your claim your land before it's claimed. Okay, so how do you move from here again? Now we've, we've claimed our, our lands, our domains, and what else do we need to also help you spread or leverage our brands? Well, when you are, say you're, you know, a business or you're doing it for your own name, the difference mm. between people who get noticed and become influencers and reap the rewards that come from that are the people who create really amazing content. Okay, I always said if you want to be remarkable, you have to do something remarkable. You should first pick a niche, right? What is it going to be? Have tunnel vision. Say, I want to be an influencer in the architecture business, right, for uh, skyscrapers, right? And then focus in and build your brand on that, right? Be known for something. Because once you become an influencer, in a in an area, a lot of great things can happen. You'll be uh, respected by other influencers. They'll share your things. You'll be you, know, you can write a book. You can get asked by people to do podcasts and speaking events, and a lot of great things can happen. But nobody becomes an influencer without creating amazing content, right? You can't just quickly write a blog article on your site and say, "Oh, I'm going to be an influencer now because I spent ten minutes writing a blog post." <laughs> You know, it doesn't. The the difference is you got to write one that is epic, right? My friend Joe Paluzzi wrote a book called Epic Epic mm-hmm. Content Marketing. Talks about the theory is you know content is not going to be shared, it's not going to be passed around and and revered. And again, this all comes into the whole thing of how remarkable do you want to be? Because you have to do something remarkable and write this amazing epic content. And it's got to be more than a blog post. It's got to be videos and podcasts like we're doing right now. Mm. It's got to be books. You know, you, you have to really dig in and go, I'm going to be the most influential, best resource on this topic that the Internet has ever seen. And, and if I do that, if I create really amazing content, then people are going to share it and I'm going to be an influencer and I'm going to have a great personal brand. And when I have that great personal brand, a lot of things are going to happen for me. I'm going to be able to leverage that into more jobs, more money, uh, a, a career, books, you know, all of these positive, wonderful things. But it, it takes and requires work. Mm-hmm. And um, initially, you had mentioned that in this particular age, one can uh, build a brand almost within within a year. So with things like these, and uh, that will help one to really position himself within a year, how can I really establish myself and, and picking a niche, I have my domains, I have my web, I have my hosting, I'm trying to do content, I pick my niche. What are some of the strategies to help leverage my brand, existing personal brand, even area of my own business to be able to uh, be well branded in that particular niche area? Well, I think you're doing it right now. You are a perfect example of somebody who's doing it with podcasts like this. This is, if I, if somebody came to me, if you had asked me the question, Jim, what's the number one thing you could do to build your personal brand in today's world in 2014? I would say create a podcast like this and ask people to be on the show and put the, create a lot of great content and help people, give people really helpful, powerful information. Podcasts are an amazing way to build your personal brand right now. And if you don't have one, you need to come up with one. 
and they're so simple to create. I mean, we're doing this over Skype, yeah. right? It's just a connection and a free piece of software, and we're just recording it. And you put it out there to the world, and you show people um, your personality through voice and through video, and you give people assistance, and you interview people. And it's not that hard to do. Um, then you can take this podcast and say, hey, I was just on with this guy or this lady on social media and share it. And other people say, wow, that was valuable. Thank you very much. And you share, you use the power of social media and the internet to, to, to distribute these uh, podcasts all over the world, you know, to people on the other side of the world who, who can listen to you, you know, at home or on their phone or on their tablet or whatever. And that, that's a great example of how to, make it happen in today's that's super tip yeah and, and Jim one of the things uh, in this particular times in, in a couple of discussions I have with a couple of friends it's some people think that blogging is almost dead and most blogs are becoming a ghost town and so one of the best ways is like you mentioned is to use a podcast and do you also subscribe to the idea that blogging is almost dead and is almost fading away or only few blogs are gaining the attention that you need for their brand or for the audience well the, the definition of a blog is a a place that's a website that is constantly or updated and has interaction with people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, CNN, you know, having comments on your page technically makes it a blog, right? So the, the target has shifted. You know, in the beginning, it was about writing about your personal things. Then it became about, you know, helping to boost your search engine rankings and, and building your brand for your business and using it for content marketing. And no, I don't think blogging is dead at all. I think it's just shifted, right? The, the old model, of just creating a lot of junky content and filling your blog up with it is gone. Google is smart. At Google doesn't want that. Google wants uh, great content. Um, your your readers, your listeners, your viewers, they want great content. So it, the blogging is just the delivery mechanism for the content that you create, and it's just one of the ways to do it. And I still think it's the number one way to really – distribute your message. Imagine your blog or your website as the central main hub for your brand. So every piece of content you should create should be put onto your blog. Then you use social media to share that link because then people can come back to your blog and you can get them on your email list or get them to subscribe or follow you on another social media channel or uh, get them to click a button to buy your book or your product or your service. So you're thinking about a sales funnel. You want to drive everyone back to your blog. And, of course, you get the benefits of having your blog online and the search engines potentially finding it. Um, so, yeah, I don't think blogging's dead at all. I think you just have to be better at it. <laughs> I think the time that it takes to create an epic content is more critical now than it used to be because if you need to create something shareable and likable, it calls for lots of research or information. Then you can be able to stand out uh, in using your blog. If not, uh, most uh, ones will fade out too. It's, it's, it's about the content, the type of content. Do you also subscribe to the idea of a blog content and being, you've already mentioned being epic, the frequency of a blog post, uh, 
some uh, have the idea like uh, having a blog post, let's say once a month, or when you, know, you really have an epic content before you blog so that it can go viral. Others do daily or weekly. I don't know what's your tip on this particular thing concerning blog and brand positioning. The frequency of your blog post. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather have one epic piece of content every single month than 20 so-so ones, mm-hmm. right? This is, the game, this is the name of the game now. It's, it's, it's used to be, let's put a bunch of content on our website or blog and, and Google will find us and we'll get found, but it's not that way anymore. People uh, are used to social media now. People don't have time for things that aren't going to be epic, right? Mm-hmm. They just, they, they don't. Not going to share anything. I mean, the new way of being found is is being shared, right? When somebody, let me give you this point. You know, the definition of viral content is content that is shared because without you having to ask, mm-hmm. right? Somebody sees it, listens to it, or reads it, or whatever, and they share it because it just made them say "wow" or whatever, and. When you think about that, it's really about emotions because emotions create reactions. Okay. Now, a reaction is getting someone to click, to share, to download, to buy, right? To purchase. And we are all in the business. I assume you're writing a blog for a business reason. You, you, you're, we're all in the business of getting people to follow and share and take an action and all of those things. So when you're creating content, one of the best tips I can give you is you cry, right? Emotions create reactions. When you can get somebody to have an emotional response to something you've created, then that person is a thousand times more likely to hit the share button. Okay? So when you create, and by the way, creating something that's really helpful or problem solving to a person does elicit an emotion in someone. They're happy because they're time wasting. You know, one of the, the biggest lessons that you can learn about being successful as an influencer and building your personal brand, especially in the, 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 the niche of whatever you're in, is, is first telling stories. People love stories. But the second of that is, is solving or, um, you solve people's problems. And the third is saving people time. You know, mm-hmm. people go on the internet for two reasons and two reasons only. The first reason is to have a problem solved and the second reason is to be entertained. Mm. That's why Google is the biggest and best search engine because Google is the world's biggest problem. <laughs> you go there, you box, and you get a solution to your problem, right? Mm. And you have to start thinking of your personal brand as the same thing. You need to be the biggest problem solver in your industry because that's why people come online. They're looking for an answer. And the people that have the answers are the ones that will reap the rewards. Oh, I think this, this, is a, this is an epic answer to that particular that if one follows this particular two things in, either to entertain or to solve a problem. So which of the brands, which of these two would one want your brand to represent a problem solver in your niche? Or are you entertaining them in the particular niche too? So great. Now Jim, let's transition to publishing and digital publishing. You've been in the system for all these years and have a, a whole online resource for that. What is happening in this particular age in, in terms of publishing? Are authors having a leeway in publishing and gaining more attention and value from their content or is it becoming also a little bit difficult? So what has been the trend over the years from your analysis? 
Well, in 2014, things have changed. So let me just say this. In uh, 2010, I had uh, my first traditionally published book by a publishing agency. Um, I had a contract. I wrote a book, a 75,000-word book. They printed it, and you know, I, I gave away the rights to the book, and they were going to sell it in bookstores and online. And uh, that was in 2010, right about the time that the ebook Kindle stuff was really starting to just kind of take off. Uh, I had decided since that first book was published that it was better for me to publish after that. So I have since self-published over 10 books on my own. And I personally chose to do that because of a lot of reasons. Number one, I don't like the fact that a traditional publisher keeps the rights to my book forever. Right? They the rights to my book forever. I can never reuse the content. I can never change it. All of those things. Number two, the payouts. You know, I'm earning maybe 17% of every book sold, and the vast majority of that is going to the publisher. Right? In in self-publishing, I can earn up to 70% from Amazon Direct. And in, in other cases, if I sell it direct on my website or through social media, I can earn almost 95% of that book title. And also get a customer, a reader's uh, email information at the same time. So here's what I would say. The business has changed. And I think every person who wants to write a book needs to evaluate why they are writing a book. I still contend that the only reason you should ever sign a traditional publishing contract is if you uh, want to be a, a speaker. Right. Still in the world we live in now, having a, a traditional publishing contact, contract means a lot to people who are on the speaking circuit. Okay. And event planners and things like that. But that's shifting. I don't think it's going to matter in an, another year or two. Um, you should consider both your options and see if you can get a traditional publisher. I think what you should do is self-publish your book. And you should, you should put your book out there and show that you can sell the copies of the book and you can market it because you're going to do all the marketing yourself anyway. So go out there, put the book out there, show it can be successful. If you're wildly successful with it, believe me, traditional publishers will be knocking on your door and offering you a book deal. And then you can decide, I want to take this deal or do I want to stay where I'm at and uh, self-publish it on my own? So just get a book out there because... A book is the best business card you will ever have. You know, I didn't come up with that saying, but it's at, you know, having that book and the expertise of your niche in a nonfiction sense means that you can walk into a room. Imagine you went into a job interview and you walked into the job interview and there are a hundred resumes on the desk and the HR person is looking at all these resumes and the people coming in and out all day long and you walk into the room and you have a print version of your book made that you got on print on demand. You know, you still have your digital version. You self-published. And you walk into the room and you get a copy of one of my books in my walk into that person's desk and you do this. You drop the book. <laughs> listen to the sound. Wait, hold on. Listen to the sound, everybody. Ready? You hear that? Yeah. That's that's the sound of influence. That's the sound of money. Oh, because all of a sudden, your resume goes to the top of the pile. Oh, that's the guy or gal who wrote a book on the topic, right? Mm. This is a person who took time and effort to put their thoughts into a book form. This is immediately somebody who we are going to evaluate at the top of the list for this job. Wow. And that is the thousand 
100% true. You know, you can walk into a meeting and hand somebody a business card or you can hand them a book. Which one is going to get you the job, right? You know the answer <laughs> to that question. So writing a the last bit, it's really also worked for me, especially um, going to places and handing over one of my pocket size book as in, in as a, my complimentary card opens more doors than just even with a business card because it's a sign you mentioned, a sign of influence, is a sign of authority. So with the print book, even print on demand, handed over to a person, this is my book. I started rolling that this, you are an authority in the area or you have something of value to present. I think I subscribe to that, and I have some testimonies to to that effect too. Yeah, and and I'm glad to hear that. And again, you are doing the things that people need to do. They should follow your model here, right? The the the, the reason you might not be, you're listening to this right now, uh, and you want to be Bernard, right? And you want to to do the things he's doing and see the success that he's having. These are the things that you need to do. And they're not that hard. They're not that expensive. It's a matter of you deciding how much you want to have what other people have in terms of your success. Nobody is going to give any of success to you. You have to sit down and figure out how to do a podcast. There are free articles online, thousands of them, that will teach you how to do it. But you have to sit down and figure out how to do it. It may take you 15 hours mm-hmm. over the weekend to sit down and figure it out, but that's what it takes, right? That's what it takes. You know, stop watching television all weekend <laughs> or playing video games. Say, so, you know what? I really do want to build my personal brand. So I'm going to not watch TV tonight mm-hmm. and I'm going to work on figuring out how to do a podcast or I'm work on figuring out what my, what a book's title is going to be. You know, it's all in how bad do you want it. You know, I always say, and this is my quote, I say, doers get what they want and everyone else gets what they get. <laughs> so the question is, are you going to be the doer who gets what you want out of life and your career and your business? Or are you going to be the get? Are you going to be the person who takes what people give you? Are you going to be the person who says, oh, my boss is going to decide how much money I make and they're going to decide what I work on and they're going to decide if I get a raise or not, right? Or are you going to say, you know what, I'm going to be the doer. Again, it keeps going back to the Sisyphus, pushing that boulder up over the hill. And frankly, a lot of people will answer that question and say, Jim, you know, I really want what you have, but I really don't put that effort in mm-hmm. and that is totally fine that's totally fine it's not for everybody mm-hmm. but understand that if you want to get where that is and, and be the doer you're going to have to put that effort in mm-hmm. well wow. well interesting to know that what you just even mentioned that if somebody even is, is on a way to want to even learn how to podcast or even how to uh, uh, do a basic writing. I have content in that area. I have a, a simple book on how one can uh, start podcasting with no technical knowledge within some few hours and I have a book on how to just start do a basic publishing. So I think the challenge for most people or, or the average person is uh, sacrificing the things to needed for the result they need. And like you mentioned, some of them know what to do, but they are not willing to push the puller up the hill because, okay, it's not in for everyone, but those who really want to get it will go for it. 
yes, and I again follow your example. You're doing it, right? And and the last point I'll make on this is I, I think we're probably getting out of time mm-hmm. here is that it's not as tough as it was when I first started. Mm-hmm. When I first started, you know, I'm going to do the the old man speech here. Remember, I had to walk to school, you know, both ways without shoes in the snow, you know. I'm, but I'm going to do the old man speech here. When I first started, none of these things existed. Mm-hmm. Blogging software didn't exist. Um, free free tools to create podcasts, Skype, social media, none of these things existed. I had to learn and fight and claw and learn how to do all this stuff on my own. You don't have that issue, the listener mm-hmm. to this. There are so many free tools and guides and things that exist out there that are inexpensive and free that you can just go and use today. There's no, the, the only excuse that you have is that you don't want it bad enough and you're not putting the time in to make it happen. That's the only excuse because you can't tell me it's money. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's free. You can't tell me that it's too hard. It's not. The technology is there. All the information for you to learn how to do it is there available for free. It's about you. Have you decided if you want to go do it or not? Jim, where can one connect with you after this and get your other resources to um, you can go to jimkukrell.com, which is J-I-M-K-U-K-R-A-L.com, and you can learn all about me and all of my books there. If you are somebody who is uh, thinking about writing a book or has written a book, I would ask you to head over to authormarketingclub.com and grab yourself a free membership. We've got over 30 hours of recorded video training there about self-publishing and marketing books there you can access, as well as a bunch of Really nice tools you can use to sell more books. And um, I have a new book oh. that is out. It's called Go Direct. And you can go uh, to the website, godirectbook.com, and you can get it for free. Or you can pay what you want for it. You can decide if you want to pay for it, or you can get it for free on the website. Uh, it's just another example of giving away your content. This is a whole other show we could talk about in the future. Sure, sure. You know, giving away your letting people experience your content so check out uh godirectbook.com godirectbook.com i'll check it out myself i think it's a, a new model that i would want to explore at that time so thanks so much for your time and i will look at, into that myself and get connected so that next time we can explore that area of how to spread your contents with that model jim thanks so much and i'm grateful for your time and for giving me this resources also to help other people and thank you so much and, and congratulations on being the person who's taking the step and moving forward, you're going to have much success in your career. I recommend my two latest books on Amazon. That is The No-Nonsense Guide to Personal Branding for Career Success. And also get a copy of the book if you want to become an author, or you're writing a book, or need some guidelines in publishing. Get a book why every entrepreneur must write a book. Get a copy on Amazon today. The best is yours. Mm-hmm.